100.7 FM WHIN 1010 AM presents Sumner County Spotlight, a weekly public affairs program each Sunday at 10 AM. Sumner County Spotlight, exclusively by FNM Bank. 221 Indian Lake Boulevard in Hendersonville. FNM Bank offers personal banking, business banking, and mortgage loans too. Right here in Hendersonville, FNM Bank is one of the top independent banks in Tennessee. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. MMLS number 518158. Here's your host for Sumner County Spotlights, Tony Richards. Good morning and welcome to Sumner County Spotlight. I'm your host, Tony Richards, on this Sunday morning and uh, every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. right here on WHIN. Brought to you by FM Bank at 221 Indian Lake Boulevard and also at myfmbank.com. And this morning we're glad to have with us the 45th District Representative, uh, Johnny Garrett, uh, originally from Goodlettsville. Welcome to the program. I'm glad to be here. Thank you for inviting me. Glad to, this, we're just dealing on another normal Sunday, right? <laughs> That's no. right. That's right. <laughs> it's crazy. Well, we Anything appreci- but normal these days. We, we appreciate you coming in and we are six feet away. So we, we can say that. We, so. we are definitely social distancing, which I think is the new word for yes, 2020. Which didn't exist last week, but right. uh, not much did. So it is, a, it is a very, very weird time. We don't want to make light of it. But on the other hand, it's just uh, it's uncertain. And I constantly think back to my parents who are Depression era. Um, and uh, I, I hope it doesn't get that crazy, but uh, it's bizarre. It is certainly in my lifetime. That's a very good word. It is definitely bizarre, but I do think it's mindful that that you look at what the CDC has been recommending to wash your hands, to stay out of crowds. You know, if you're feeling sick at all, stay home. Uh, don't get around someone that's sick, and of course, also social distance. I mean, which basically means kind of stay out of crowds. Yeah. And so uh, I think if that happens, we are hopefully over the next days, weeks. Uh, with the fluid situation, it's going to get better. Yeah. That's, that's what I'm certain of, right. is that it's going to get better. Yeah. You know, exactly. it, it, we're hitting the worst of it, uh, but it's, but it's going to get better. So. And don't watch the news. <laughs> no, that's right. <laughs> no, well, you have to, and you want to listen, and you do want to find out what's going on. We'll, and we'll get to all of that, but I do, uh, do want to welcome you to the program. First time you've been on. Um, you have an interesting district. Uh, which meanders sort of all through different parts. And I, maybe you could just tell us a little bit about you, your family, where you're from before we we'll, – we'll definitely spend a big chunk of the show on the uh, COVID-19 issue. But uh, why don't we talk a little bit about, uh, you know, where you're from and, and all of that good stuff. Sure. Well, um, I am a seventh-generation Sumner Countyan from Gillettsville. Wow. Uh, that goes way back. It, it does. It does. In fact, in my office in Nashville, I have pictures of my family that goes back uh, that far because uh, that that is is I guess one of the reasons why I was called to serve is that I love I love my city, I love my county and well, I love my state. Great so. great 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 whatever would be really proud. <laughs> that's, that's right, Casper Mansker, who founded uh, or has been accredited with settling this area in Gillettsville, Mansker Station, Mansker Creek, mm-hmm. uh, the Ford at Mansker uh, in Gillettsville, Mosswright Park. Um, he, you know, we are related to him. Our family is related to him. So, so I have deep roots here in the city and the county. And so, uh, it, it's, it's a lot of fun. I'm, uh, I'm married. I've been married to my wife coming up on 18 years, Kara. She's a nurse. 
and uh, I've got three kids. My my son just turned 16, so if you see me and I'm a nervous wreck, it's because he is driving for the first time. Yeah. And then yeah. my daughters, Ella and Addie, they're 11 and 12. They certainly keep us Oh, you have a busy, busy. house. Yeah. And they are certainly involved in all the things that, that families get involved in, volleyball, baseball, and cheerleading. And Steve Representative the... is not a full-time gig, so I'm <laughs> assuming there's other things that you do as well. That's right. That's right. I've been practicing law. Uh, with uh, a firm called Bone McAllister and Norton for coming up on 15 years now. Here, oh my gosh! So here. you're downtown doing the. Well, luckily we have an office in Sumner County. Oh great! And, great. and I have literally been in that office for my entire career here, so I get to work, play, and how many? And, and how do... many? Uh folks you got there we've got 30 lawyers in our nashville office which is basically where our headquarters is and then we've got six lawyers in in sumner county and we've got a staff of about 10 here in, okay. in the county and then probably 60 uh in in nashville so you've got to so, be one of the seniors uh, well it's oddly enough you're, you're, years, you know? you're, you're probably right i hadn't thought of it Guess that what? way you're the old guy now. i know i know i know <laughs> who'd have thought i, I know <laughs> I know, by the way, I'm 41. I'm not that old. Yeah, <laughs> but certainly you can feel that way, right? Yeah, yeah. So, but uh, but but anyway. So and yeah. So you still are you in Goodlettsville now? Or I live in. We lived in Hendersonville for about 13 years, mm-hmm. and I had always had in my mind to move back to my to my hometown, uh, in Goodlettsville, and it just the opportunity came up about three or four years ago of a house that we really liked and. And uh, and we we bought it. And it's funny. It's a funny story. This is something we can talk about a little bit later, I guess. But but I'm also president of Little League Goodlettsville Baseball. And, and you my, are the man. Are you the man? <laughs> no, from, I just of this national just, franchise. Yeah. That uh, that's great. No, I mean we, that's really 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 cool. I mean that's such an. I mean everybody knows about Goodlettsville. Well, I can how tell can you, you that, how can you not? The history of Gillisville baseball far outweighs my my time that I've been there. Uh, so so we've had a great great run over the past ten years. Uh, but I tell you, the rant the run started in 1978 when the program started. Oh, yeah. Well, we're going to have so, to talk a little bit about that too. <laughs> not just yeah. the virus, but we got to get to some that's, baseball because that's right. it's such a it is such a cool thing. I mean, talk about a point of pride for a community, if not the point of pride for that community. I mean, really, that's right. We've been to the Little League World Series twice, and uh, and it is it's it and 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 what I enjoy about it is the people coming together, watching these kids mm-hmm. grow, uh, have fun, learn a little bit of baseball, learn a little bit about teams, and uh, and I love it. And 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 when I when I moved to Gillettsville, I joke I, I've got a baseball field in my front yard, and I tell folks that oh, I man. bought a, I bought a baseball field with You're a after house. After my own you heart, know? I yeah, love it. Yeah, and so and I let the kids come and play and and play games and and well, wouldn't know. you rather have them there where they're all. You know, it's it's good that they can. We always wanted to be the house they could gather at, so they knew they wouldn't be in trouble. You know, that's we right. Know what, we know what you're doing. You keep, but you can also keep your eye on them. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Don't do too, anything too stupid. That's right. That's a little right. different maintenance than in your yard than your typical that yard. Is. That's right. right. That's what are you right. doing? Working on the mound. <laughs> You're exactly right. My plate's messed up. You know, I gotta go. Yeah. I gotta go fix my plate. My own plate. Exactly. It is a little bit different. But I, but I love all the kids. I came home one one day from work before we got into session, and uh, I noticed there was a lot more cars in my yard than normal when t- people typically practice there, and they were having a scrimmage. It was nine and ten year olds oh, having a scrimmage, and cool? I and I sat out there on my like, front porch and it. just watched the scrimmage. I didn't even know who they were. Man, you know, I just watched the scrimmage. Field of dreams. I love it. <laughs> that was great. Well, that's cool that you're like that though. Yeah. You know, you, you know, hey, get off my lawn. No, you know, uh, I, I want them in there. It's, you know, exactly. really do. Exactly, it's yeah. great. Um, okay, so uh, where'd you go to school, and then did you go away and then come back to Tennessee? What sure, I went to it? growing up from. Uh, I went to Beach Elementary School and T.W. Hunter Middle School uh, till I was in eighth grade. 
Uh, and then I decided that I, I kind of wanted a, a Christian education, and I ended up going to graduating high school from Good Pasture, mm-hmm. which is in Madison. And I'm still involved there. In fact, after I got out of college, I've been on the advisory board over there since What are you involved then. in? I mean, really? What, yeah. <laughs> is there time to eat dinner or what? <laughs> sometimes, sometimes. <laughs> um, and so I've been highly involved with, with that school since I got out of college and uh, and uh, really enjoy my time there, and uh, and so um, and then ended up uh, after after that went to UT Knoxville, okay, uh, yep. where where both my father, grandfather, uncles been, and Man. Uh, and graduated there with a business degree, and got out of college, and probably a lot of where well, a lot of folks, well, what am I going to do with this? Mm-hmm. And and I really didn't know what I was going to do. I thought about going to law school, so I worked for. What my law firm is now, back then it was a different name, but same group of people as a runner, as kind of a law clerk to kind of figure out, do I want to do this? Mm-hmm. Uh, and at that time, I said... that's another commitment. Yeah. And at that time, I said, you know what? I don't want to be a lawyer. I ended up, so I ended up going in the financial services field. I became a, a license to sell securities and life insurance and whatnot. And then about 18 months after, I realized this is not what I want to do either. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and I went back to law school. Because there's a lot of sales in that. There really, is. I mean, it is. I didn't, not, I didn't want not to... Not just s- building those relationships, but sales is a big part of it. That's right. I, I didn't want to sell... They were real life insurance heavy, and I didn't want to sell life insurance for my for my entire life. I just, that just didn't feel comfortable to me. And so I ended up going back to law school, got another job, and went to the night law school, the Nashville School of Law in, in Nashville, which was a great experience. But, but it was tough, working 40 or 50 hours a uh-huh. week and then going to class three nights a week. I had my yeah, son... There wasn't a lot of online stuff happening no, that, back no, then. No, that's right. That's right. <laughs> But I had my son my second year of law school, and uh, and literally he was born at 4.30 in the morning, and, and they had a policy, which is probably still the case, that you couldn't miss more than two classes. If you did, you failed that class. Well, my son was born at 4.30 in the morning. I was in class that night. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. My and wife had nurses. More she, importantly, through all of this, you're still married to her. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Well, so, I got a great wife. I, tell you know, you. I was going to say, she needs the high fives on this one. <laughs> That's right. That's right. So, so get out of law school, and uh, and and my firm that I'm that I'm with now decided to open up a, uh, a a Sumner County office, and I was asked to come aboard as as their runner, their law clerk, their copying guy, doing whatever I could. And of course, right. that was in my hometown where I lived, and I jumped on that opportunity. Well, you know, timing is everything. Timing is you're you're absolutely right, and uh, and so I've been here and working in my hometown now for well since 2005. Well, I don't know so, who would know the 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 area better than a seventh generation uh, Mansker, I'll tell you that. Um, well, I can tell you that is that uh, I, I did Leadership Sumner, which is a leadership group here in the county where you learn different aspects of the county. And me being what you said, being so tied to the community and having those roots, I still learned Oh yeah. what I learned about Westmoreland, about Bethpage, about Mitchell. Uh, about our county government, and uh, so so you wouldn't believe the amount of things you can learn in a county that you've lived in all your life, and your family's been here. Yeah, even what you, you didn't you know. May know everything. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So, uh, how long were you in law before then you decided to maybe try this uh, politics thing? Well, I, I've you get when you're building a law practice, you want to get engaged with your community as much as you can because we're I'm not a TV lawyer. I don't I don't do work that we advertise for, so to speak. Right. And so you build your trust by the people that you meet and that you interact with. And then you want to get tied into the community. So over the years, uh, I've probably served on 10 to 12 different nonprofit boards. Um, I a lot of a, decision makers on those boards. There, there um, is. And so you get kind of tied into the community and what's important, what resources we have for folks that have limited means, 
um, and what we can do to provide a hand up instead of a handout to folks in the community. So, you know, you do that for a certain period of time and you try to find something else you can get engaged in and volunteer and serve the community. And you mentioned it earlier, um, it was timing. I, I moved mm-hmm. back to Gillettsville three or four years ago and um, the my, my predecessor, Courtney Rogers, who is now our Commissioner of Veteran Affairs for, for the state of Tennessee and Governor Lee's cabinet, decided not to run for, for re-election. And I had mentioned and just... this was what year? This was in so, 2018 Yeah, was when I ran. So she decided not to run, and my phone kind of blew up. and Because uh, and, I had mentioned possibly that I'd be interested in it, but there nothing you go. serious. See, you mention it, and, and boom, and you're in. Nothing serious. And <laughs> and so those couple of people that I mentioned it to, I said, what are you going to do? I didn't know that she was not planning on running. So I, that day I pulled, I pulled my petition and uh, worked on uh, figuring out who was may run if I could convince them not to, here's what I'm going to do. Here's my plan. Here's what I would like to accomplish. And, uh, and so I did and stayed in and, and here I am. How so, many were, were in that initial batch? Do you think that were interested? In well, believe it or not, there, there are four or five people that probably were, were, were interested in, in running mm-hmm. and nobody ended up, ended up running. I had, I did have a primary. But it also has to be a timing thing with what's going on in their life. Can they actually make that commitment too? That's so right. There's sort of timing on both, ways here that's right you, you've got to have the flexibility with your current career that you're in because we are a, a part-time legislator but it's not a part-time job i mean i'm you know which is great i mean i love the fact you know we just we just gathered out a session last night for a recess um but which is a little bit unusual given the circumstances <clears throat> but but you know constituent work being engaged in the community making sure you're visible that they can contact you when they have issues etc I mean that that's a that's a full time full time oh, gig, yeah. and and I enjoy every bit of it. But it's also a challenge to manage that time to manage my law practice as well to make sure I'm as as you know communicative with, with my clients and, and, and other boards you may be on. <laughs> and, that's right. Lord that's knows right. what. So yeah. that's right. Well, so that's but a- I enjoy every minute of it. I'm blessed, and um and it's it's a blessing to serve in this capacity. And I so far this is my first year, uh my second half of our first session so to speak and uh, and i've enjoyed every minute of it so uh well we're glad you took the time to come in and i know there is a lot going on so why don't we maybe dive into this a little bit um you know i think if everybody can understand especially legislatively we're sort of in uncharted territory here you know what can you legally do what you know everybody can have their opinion and should um i have mine you have yours our listeners have theirs um but there are definitely uh, some things two weeks ago that nobody ever thought would have happened. Closures, people sitting at home, either voluntarily or because their work said don't come in. Um, you know, I'm not even sure where to begin to have this discussion. But I guess when this first started happening, what was the response from the state and, and Governor Lee and, and your roles? Did you know right away we better get together and figure out what's going on? Well, I, I think... A lot of the leadership came from from our president uh, as well, with with shutting down the borders with with China from really a couple of months ago. Um, it, it started then. I think I think our federal government recognized the problem in China and they tried to close some things. It got criticized for it, which is always going to happen. Yep. Uh, but they started doing things very proactively. Um, and then, of course, when the first case showed up here, it showed up in the ports where people travel a lot to New York, California. Uh, et cetera. And there's, and there's some high, you know, volumes there that's yeah. different than here. Um, you know, and, and, and governor Lee's team has been f- 
fantastic. And, and as you may know, they're doing press conferences every day, mm-hmm. updating uh, the citizens of Tennessee every day, because this is an everyday, minute-by-minute fluid situation. Yeah. And I think that piece of it being a minute-by-minute unknown situation is what's causing a little bit of fear and causing some people to panic, because what we don't know is scary in a lot of mm-hmm. ways, uh, because we don't know what to expect. We don't know. Well, I definitely wish we could just fast forward two, three months from now and see where this all is. You know? That's right. Um, hey, we're up against our first break. We're going to come back and we're going to talk a little bit more. We're, we're talking with Johnny Garrett, 45th District Rep uh, for House of Representatives in the state of Tennessee. We're glad you're with us, and we're going to come right back and discuss uh, the COVID-19 situation a little more right after these messages. FNM Bank presents Sumner County Spotlights. Since 1906, FNM Bank has been serving Middle Tennessee with first-class products and services. Visit them today at 221 Indian Lake Boulevard in Hendersonville or myfmbank.com. Welcome back to Sumner County Spotlight this Sunday morning. We're talking with Johnny Garrett, uh, 45th District Representative for the uh, state of Tennessee in the House of Representatives. And and Johnny, we were talking, uh, we were just kind of diving into COVID-19, the uh, coronavirus situation. So having press conferences every day, probably they have probably no idea for tomorrow's press conference what it's even going to be about because, like you said, it's a fluid situation. Um, what are you hearing feedback from your constituents? What, what is their, I mean, everybody's a little fearful, understandable. I think most importantly, people are just making sure what, they need to do uh, because they're they're worried if they step outside on their front porch, am I going to get it or am I going to go somewhere where there's a lot of people and is there a chance? And I mm-hmm. think that there's a chance. The chances are small. I think the number one thing people can do is to make sure they, they practice, obviously, good hygiene. Um, that, that you need to make sure you wash your hands. You need to make sure that your hands are washed for 20 minutes. Uh, have your hand sanitizer. Be sure that if you are feeling at all sick especially with a fever that you stay home yeah it's not worth you know uh, and even isolate yourself in your own home if you want to keep away from your family members that's right may or may not work but at least you're attempting to that's right the most mostly the symptoms are related to the flu-like symptoms um and so running to the doctor may not be the best course of action until there's something that that you feel like you need to go especially mm-hmm. if you are in, in one of the classes where if you have respiratory issues you're over 60 or 65 uh you know children someone that may be pregnant i mean those type folks uh that are in those categories uh, certainly need to seek medical treatment uh you you there are certain guidelines that you have to present certain symptoms you have to present before you would be tested otherwise you'll just sort of overrun they're, the they're gonna waste the test it's yeah. just like if you're not gonna they're not gonna go to the doctor for a strep throat test if your throat's completely fine. They're not going to yeah. perform that test on you. Exactly. It's the same, same, same thing. So, so I think, you know, the Tennessee Department of Health has a great website that you can go on that has exactly these details. Does it also have the locations for the testing? It uh, will. That, it will. There, we've got a, a few of them up, right? That's right. They're, they're, they're working on those. They're drive-through testing right. uh, if you feel symptomatic. But again, don't just go... Because they're, they're there. They're not. They're not going to test you if you and if you look like me and you right now. Mm-hmm. That we're not showing any symptoms. Uh, we're not sick. We're not coughing. We don't have a fever. Uh, they're not going to just automatically test you with the coronavirus test because right. that's going to be wasting that that particular test. So they're going to perform uh, some but you things. May, you to know, you make may sure. you may want to make sure your members of your family are taking their temperature every day. That's right. You know that doesn't hurt. Once you start getting to that ninety nine plus uh, hundred, then now you. 
might yeah, want to. That's right. And if you've got other symptoms, extra careful. if you're coughing or whatnot, there, mm-hmm. then, 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 yeah, then, then you might want to take that one step, one step further. But I think it's, I think it's most important to make sure that if you've got internet access, uh, to go on the Tennessee Department of Health website, go on the CDC website, and look at those guidelines that they're telling people to do. Where uh, are where, where where are we in the testing center uh, phase? That's got to get ramped up and everything. But are, there are some places you can. Do you is are those listed? And do you know how many more might be coming online? I, I don't know how many exactly coming online, but I know there's going to be several in sort of the three grand divisions and even some of the, mo- the more rural areas that that we need to serve those folks as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, right now, of course, the highly concentrated areas of Davidson County, and that's because the population's more here, and and it's an international airport here. Um, so that's why you're seeing more cases pop up here in Davidson County. I think the latest number is around 75, 76, but that's going to change. Well, and it's not just the number of cases because of the number of people. It's the number of tests because before, I mean, it seems to me this is naturally going to go up no matter what because there weren't tests being done. That's number one. Um, you know, we could even be on the downslide of this slope, but you'd never know because not enough tests have been performed yet. That's right. It's That's not right. enough and data yet. There's not there's not enough data to know how many people have it. But what but what's happening now that I see as an encouraging sign is that you are now hearing from people that have had it, mm-hmm. that are through it, and now they're kind of wondering, well, what do I do now? Do I yeah. stay in my house? And and that's happening more and more. You're going to hear more and more stories about the folks that have. A tr- you know, or people that might have had it and didn't even know it. Didn't even know it. Right yeah. now, you're only hearing about the the worst mm-hmm. cases and the worst folks. I think there's a local fella here in in Gillettsville that's had a, that's had a bout with it, uh, but but he's doing better. Mm-hmm. And so there there are there are cases that you're going to hear more and more of that. And I think the reaction is going to be less panicky than it than it is now uh, because you're going to well, hear stories. Well, information of- is uh, is a great way to calm things because if you don't know that's what i think weirds people out the more we learn you know the less hopefully panicky uh, everybody will get but legislatively you know this brings in like a whole nother set of issues because you you know you're an attorney and we're talking about separation of powers issues um what's the status of our uh, preparedness and uh, hospitals and there's just so many things to cover i'm not 100 percent sure which way to go but let's Let's talk about your perception of the government's role. You're, you've got a lot of legislators you're with, you're with, but I am interested in yours. You do represent this area. Um, what What is the role of the government right now? You, you want to be there, but you don't want to be in everybody's face, I would think. I, I don't know. And that's right. I, I think the, the, the government needs to project a confidence that they've got this under control to the best of the government's ability. Uh, which I think we do. I think I think by having the the press conference, the other press conference every day to keep people informed of what and how many people, how many cases they've had is a good is a good sign of where this is going uh, to keep to keep everybody informed. Right. When, and we when, have a we have a thing on our website. You can go. It's an interactive map from Johns Hopkins University. You click on any state, it'll give you the current live stats. So I think that's sort of the big. Well, is it getting worse? Is it getting right. worse? Is it getting worse? Well, you can find that out pretty easily. That's right. And and with the, with the president declaring a national state of emergency, that obviously creates the ability to tap more funds for the states. And then when the state declares an emergency like the governor has, that also gives him certain powers on the on the emergency statutes to enact certain certain laws or suspend certain laws to make sure really the funding can get to the Department of Health to make sure our hospitals it, and places are like can can take the influx of folks that they might be so seeing. partly it's there to just get barriers out of the way so things can get done quicker. 
That's exactly that, right. I mean, that's, you know, it's, it sounds like a big deal that, you know, they're declaring these emergencies, and it is, but really it, it, it speeds things up. That's right. It invokes certain statutes, certain state statutes, certain federal statutes, where, where the hoops would be in any other situation under a state of emergency. Those hoops no longer are there, so mm-hmm. the barriers are gone. So it gets, it gets you know, for instance, with, with uh, the current state uh, that, that Governor Lee has declared, you know, where if you're getting unemployment benefits and it takes a week or two to get those, that's waived. You can almost get those benefits immediately. Okay. Under current statute, it takes a little bit longer to get right, that approval. Right. Now yeah. that barrier is gone. So that's one example of what the state of emergency does uh, is just enables the governor to act immediately under his executive powers. So there, there's still checks and balances. Don't get, don't get us wrong. It's just like the budget that we spent uh, this past week getting passed, the skeletal budget that the, that the legislature has passed, and we gaveled out a session last night, um, well, on, on Thursday night. Um, and so that gave certain powers to the governor to spend the money towards things that will help reduce the impact for businesses and small businesses across this state uh, because those monies need to be spent now. Right. Uh, well, that, so, you know, as a small business owner, you know, obviously we have all these concerns. We don't, you know, we, we know that the president signed something a couple nights ago on the 18th, I think it was, uh, that uh, changed some things for uh, SBA loans, get those quicker. You know, some people don't want to have to borrow more money if they don't have to, uh, but they might need relief. Um, are you guys working with banks and things to, uh, you know, defer payments or interest only payments or you know my fear is as a small business owner and I I know there's a lot of that's who a lot of our clients are and we're all going through the same thing right now is how do I pay my people can I keep my people Uh, will I have a business when this is over and how you know it, it there's just so many unanswered questions we just don't know the small business association the SBA right now are going to be providing I don't know if it's going to be interest-free, but I'm pretty sure it's going to be close because we're almost there. Uh, loans that people can almost get almost immediately to get them through this this crisis, gotcha. and that's going to be the federal government's portion. Mm-hmm. And I and I believe you know through through the governor's press conference on Friday, um, there's going to be additional steps the state's taking to make sure we can shore up the business community, and that that information is rapidly evolving. Is Tennessee to- going to? I mean, everybody has big venues and things to do, but I mean, we are in a very unique state where a large portion, everybody around here, or I don't, I'm making generalizations, but there's so many musicians, um, wait staff. There's different things where gatherings are almost the lifeblood of our travel. That's gone right now. How the heck do you get your arms around that? I mean, what it- and I think, and, and you know, the state has a large rainy day fund for for situations like this i mean the budget last night we we projected this year over three percent growth that has been slashed um now we're not expecting a lot for even 2000 fiscal year 2019 2020 we've reduced the forecast for 2020 2021 um to prepare for that gotcha to prepare for folks they're going to hit this immediately where they can get unemployment benefits immediately where that may be extended for a period of time. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the federal government's also just passed a trillion-dollar stimulus package for folks to get immediate relief through checks, I believe, of $1,000 or maybe even $500, depending on if you have children or not. 
Um, so tell so, me about that. Can we chat about that for a second? What I feel like if we open up that can of worms, not that we don't want to get relief to everybody, but you start handing out checks. Didn't George Bush do that during Katrina and people were taking their $2,000 and going out and buying flat screen TVs? I mean, what, I, I, is there a way to direct these funds so well, there that was they can probably be used some, for some food of, and shelter? And the, you know? There were probably some of that. I don't know flat screen TVs were really prevalent back in the Bush years, but there are probably some things that people spent the money. We, we can't you know, tell people how to spend their no, money. No, I know, and I'm, um, not, but, and I'm not criticizing yeah. anybody. I'm just... It, it, I worry that if this happens, not that we couldn't all use it, obviously, but in the big scheme of life, is it going to have that significant of an impact, number one? Number two, every time something happens, are they going to start going, hey, where's my money? Well, I, I, that's a good point. And I think that, and, but I think also it's going for the vast majority of folks that qualify for that, I do think it's going to help them. Okay, um, so they will have some qualifications and things. It's not just a free-for-all that's right. It's okay. not everybody well, that's, in the. That's in, good to know. I mean, and I'm not suggesting anybody around here, but if you're making a million dollars a year or whatever, whatever yeah. the case may yeah. be, you're obviously not. So it's going get, to the right, or you're doing right. your best to make sure it goes to the right. That's right. Program. There's going to be yeah. limitations. There's going to be other mechanisms. I think the federal government can do to help small businesses. They've already, you know, this year, if you owe any taxes coming April 15th, you still have to file. But if you right. owe anything. You don't have to pay for 90 days. Now, the reason why people are, getting, are criticizing, well, why do we got to file anyway? Well, because some people do get a refund yeah. when they file their taxes, and they want their folks to get that refund. So that's why it's important come April 15th, which is going to be on us here pretty well, that's, soon. Yeah, that's good. That you know. go ahead and, and businesses file. have already filed. That's right, because some businesses might even end up getting a credit. And so you want to make sure that you file that. If that money comes in, you're still going to get that See, money. See, that's your government caring. There, yeah, yeah. You don't hear that very yeah, often. That's but nice. if you yeah. owe, if you owe anything, you certainly don't have to pay for 90 days. So, so this is a, from a logistical standpoint, a, a, I don't want to say a nightmare, but a challenge. How can you be that quick to get it to the folks that quickly in an organized way? And just expedite it. I don't know how you and that's, pull and that that's, off. I mean, and that's why I say there, there's, and you probably heard this many, many times, that it's such a fluid, everything right now is such a fluid situation from the federal government to the state government to your local government yeah. to your city government. It does make you wonder who's making the decisions and which ones are right. And you do have to make sure you guys talk to each other because if you don't and you're making one decision and local guys are making it, whoa, 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 time out. So I can tell you I, that. I haven't heard a lot of hiccups in that. So it must there must be pretty good communication from those different entities, which well, is nice to see. Well, it's un, maybe unprecedented that at least I've seen in my short time that I've been here that, that the president and his and his sort of healthcare group that he has his press conference with, I think they're doing that daily. You've mm-hmm. got the governor doing one daily. And so uh, when we spoke with the governor yesterday uh, on Wednesday about about this, you know, he was just ending a teleconference, a, a, a conference with the president and his, and his team. Okay. So my, my, and that was all with all the governors. So it wasn't just, it wasn't just our governor. So yeah. they are having great communication between at least our federal and our state governments on what the response is, what resources we have and making sure we're deploying those through FEMA, through TEMA, through a department of health. Well, and, and you're probably getting calls on the local level to you. And then you bring those to the, your concerns to the state and then everybody. So because they're probably going, what you know? What are we supposed to do here? That's right. That's right. Well, believe it or not, your your government is working, mm-hmm. and if people are fearful of that, even though the word might not be getting to them, I can tell you without hesitation and with extreme confidence that your government is working. 
And so, and that's the role of our government. The roles right. of government should be limited. Should be the bare bones, you know, times provide, just like this. And that's exactly what what people are stepping up and doing. And and so, well, we're up against our next break, and I want to come back and maybe we can talk about uh, how this affects first responders, uh, just police departments, uh, their role in all of this, and keeping because you know if if something like this goes on too long, it, things could get a little weird, a little out of hand, and. You know, I'm sure plans are already being made for certain contingencies and those kind of things. But just and also, uh, quite honestly, just protecting buildings, protecting neighborhoods and all those kind of things, too. So we're going to come back and talk a a little bit more with Johnny Garrett uh, right after these messages here on Sumner County Spotlight on WHIN. FNM Bank presents Sumner County Spotlights. Since 1906, FNM Bank has been serving Middle Tennessee with first class products and services. Visit them today at 221 Indian Lake Boulevard in Hendersonville or myfmbank.com. Welcome back to Sumner County Spotlight this Sunday morning. We're with Johnny Garrett, 45th District House of Representatives for the state of Tennessee. And Johnny, uh, this this whole uh, coronavirus issue leads into so many parts. We talked a little bit about business. We talked about health. But I, I do want to talk about first responders and also the hospitals because I know, you know, for one thing, um, you're, you guys are making lots of phone calls and you're talking to lots of people. Um, and uh, I'm assuming you're bringing them all in and, so how about the first responders, fire, police, um, you know, any other kind of rescue and or just protection services? Well, I can tell you that I have, I have talked to all the cities that I, that I represent, at least most of them. Um, and if, if I haven't talked to all of them, I'm sure they're taking those precautions to make sure that their police officers, firefighters, uh, and their EMTs are, are protected the best way they can, using gloves, using masks, et cetera. Um, you know, n- not... So many people. Did it, any um, of them express any shortages on masks? I haven't. Well, by the way, I didn't. I didn't you know, in all honesty, that, that didn't get brought up. So, okay. well, so that's a not, good sign. Yeah. So it's it not did. something that that yeah. maybe is not a problem, but it could be. So I don't want to think that there's right. not. But, right. uh, but, but I think I think you know our first responders. They, they I say this all the time. Is they're they're incredible people. I mean, they go to the danger where most people will run away. Mm-hmm. I mean, and so and this is exactly the case. But but I think what I'm hearing most is people are. Are, are, are calling 911 because of certain things they can't do. And it not necessarily invokes a visit by mm-hmm. by someone. They're just kind of like me and you talking about they don't know what to do, and they're their first, they're going to call call 911. So, so I know our cities, through our through our mayors, through our boards, we've got some great leadership locally here in the district. And if you Southern have County. an emergency, number one, make sure it's an emergency, but they'll be there. I that's mean, right. they will definitely be there. Yeah, that's right. They're going to they're gonna respond. And, all, and also, I mean, our volunteer fire department in Shackle Island and Cottontown. I mean, they are, they're probably around the clock right mm-hmm. now, making sure that they're servicing those folks, uh, that, that need a call that this need, maybe someone to talk to right. because they don't know what they've got and they can talk to them over the phone or, or come to them. Well, so, I think people but, inherently want to do the right thing to protect themselves and their neighbor. So in a way it may be a little burdensome, but You'd rather have them ask, right? Wouldn't you? What I what what I can tell you is that our emergency service folks are doing their job. I mean, they're they're not to a point, and I don't think they're going to ever be to where they're not going to provide the service that they're uh, dedicated to doing because mm-hmm. of, of of a pandemic. They right. are going to service their citizens that they can, um, and that's that's the word that I've been told. So I'm highly confident in our emergency service folks, both in Sumner County and Gillisville, White House, Cottontown, Hendersonville. They are doing a fantastic job. Okay, well, let's talk about the medical care facilities, hospitals, and things like that. Has Governor Lee been meeting with the principals in some of these places? Have you guys, you've chatted with any of the ones in your area? How is, are they 
prepared? Is it are they in need of anything? How is that all? I, I think from from all the information that I've been able to see, they're they're prepared, but but they're also preparing for an unknown. You know, are people? I don't think people are making a run on the emergency room. We have people that go to the emergency room right now, outside of the pandemic, that go for their checkup. Yeah, and that's not you know what an emergency room is designed to do. Uh, but that's the first interaction they might have with our healthcare industry. Our healthcare industry, you know, right now, the the more fear is that you hear across the nation how many beds that we have and beds, that, ventilators, and 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 masks. And, yeah. That's right. And so, you know, a ventilator, this, this, this virus starts in the respiratory system. And so you, you kind of get to this exponential way where everyone that gets it is going to need a respirator. And that's not necessarily the case. Uh, it's Everybody's different. This is going to, if you do end up with this virus, it's going to be different for you than it may be different for someone you've heard about. Right. And so it's not necessarily there's a shortage on all these devices that our hospitals need to treat you. I'm not hearing that. Right. Well, um, I did hear that I think GM and Ford were retooling some places so they can make these things. Possibly um, so. So, so, so there's amazing more. amazing how resilient and uh, creative and on the fly we can be. And if we remember that as a people, as a country, you know, we can do some pretty amazing things, but we got to focus on it. I mean, people got to remember, too, that, 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 you know, while people get concentrated on our healthcare system that it's expensive, and that may be true in a lot of cases, but we've got the best healthcare in the world. I mean, there's no, there's no doubt about that. There's no doubt that in the United States, in Tennessee, that we've got the best healthcare system in the world, uh, best doctors in the world. We had a briefing last week on the House floor from a panel of four doctors that were very, very, just, they impressed me. Uh, one was an infectious disease professor at Vanderbilt. The other was the CEO, I believe, of uh, Centennial Medical Center. Um, and and they, you know, it, it's, it's a curve game. It's, it's making sure when the bell curve comes up, to its peak and comes down. But they didn't and sit down on the f- house floor and start freaking out, though. I mean, they w- there's so, you know, sometimes, like you said, these press conferences, the communication keeps people calm. It's like they, when people weird out, I think, is when they don't know what's going on. And that's why this communication piece is so important. And uh, I'm glad those medical professionals came and talked. And to and and they they did the same message as the folks that I've spoken with at at even TriStar Medical Center in Hendersonville is that the most important thing that we can do is they want to make sure that we reiterate how important it is for folks to stay away from large gatherings, meetings, mm-hmm. churches, gyms, social events. You, you just want to suspend those operations. For as long as possible, and again, that's what this social distancing, this whole new phenomenon, so that we can, that we're going through. You know, flatten this curve. That's right. I mean, according to them, and according to the health professionals, right now, that is our only tool right now to reduce the spread of the virus. Is to make sure you stay out of those places that 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 are large crowds because it's so easily transferable. So mm-hmm. uh, that that message that I'm reading from is is from. Uh, one of the CEOs of the local of the local hospitals is that that's what they're trying to get that word out as much as possible. Well, and let's be honest, you know, there are a lot more challenging things in life than staying away from each other for a little while. We're not talking about forever here. You know, this is going to be a huge disruption. It is a huge disruption, but I think it's the uncertainty uh, that is 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 um, the tough part. That's right. That's that that, and that's with <clears throat> any industry. That's why our stock markets are going crazy. Mm-hmm. Is that you have um, just the unknown. The they don't know what they don't know. 
They don't know. That's right. And that and that is feeding the entire well our, our entire community right well, now. We also have 24-hour news networks, and we got a ton of them. And guess what they got to do? They got to fill that time. And, and it's uh, all if, corona. If you can, if you, yeah, <laughs> if you glue yourself to that, you're going to lose your mind. That's right. And 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 you know, and and not to get on the, the the media side of this, but but a lot of the media that's so available is is opinion driven. Yeah. Um. And and it's it's hard to discern what is opinion versus what is what is fact. And that's why I say it's best to go to if you have the ability. To go to the CDC website and go to the Department of Health website because those those are facts that are given from experts yeah. on what on what this is doing. It's showing trends. It's telling you what's happening here uh, and and abroad. And and it that there's no, for lack of a better word, profit in that to make yeah. sure you stay tuned. Um, and so those are the best sources for. Uh, for information, tuning in to the press conferences that the president's having daily, to the mm-hmm. press conferences that the governor's having daily. Those are those are facts as they know it. There there is no um, agenda spin, there. That's no right. Spin, no, yeah, no spin yeah. at all on what facts your government this is, is trying to This is what we're faced take. with. This is what we're up against. That's right. So not to ask you to prognosticate a little bit, but I do wonder, you know, worst case, what do you think could happen? And best case, what? Oh gosh, that's a very good good question that I'm not. I don't even think I'm qualified. I mean, I guess uh, to, the best thing that could happen is the quicker the better. We see the, if we, the, the if, best, we, if we start to see that curve go down even a little, wouldn't that just at least be a relief? That's right. Well, I think the I think the worst case scenario, and and, and this, again, just my opinion. I'm not a medical professional uh, by any means. Is that if if we don't if this thing stays around for six months a year. And we're all kind of in this where we can't get out and re- resume some sort of normalcy. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by normalcy is that, you know, I had to shut down the Goodlitzville Little League program through our board. We, mm-hmm. we stopped that. These kids aren't playing baseball. And, and that's abnormal. It's unusual right now. Mm-hmm. When we see those things start returning, uh, that's when we're going to be over this. In my, you know, layman's opinion, we're we're a we're, we're few weeks, couple of months, I think. Because this is going to start going down. China, where this virus originated, according to the news, mm-hmm. um, I believe two days ago, they they reported no cases. Right. No new cases. Big deal. And the summer months are here, and they always say that these viruses don't do well in the summer, which is good. That, you know, they don't know that this could be affected, may not affect it at all. But... You know what? It's a shot. They're, they're, what what I'm confident in. It is getting warmer, thank goodness. Yeah. Timing, I can't tell you about, but what I'm confident in is that there's going to be an end of this. We're going to get through it. Well, what um, what will be left is my question. You know, business wise, and you know, we've got all this growth and everything that was going on, and it was hotter than it's ever been. Are we going to be sitting with a bunch of empty buildings, people well, out think, of work? Uh, you them, know, those them, are the you know Tennesseans and, and and the American people are, are, are we're an advanced citizenship you got to want it mm-hmm. you got to want it bad sometimes we have to be reminded of that and I think this pandemic is going to remind us I think for a long time at least for my lifetime probably years and hopefully for my children's lifetime is that how important your community is how important your small businesses are I'm sitting here in the streets of Indian Lake and looking over at Binks and and these places in here look pretty pretty destitute but 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 when we do get through this I think people are going to be more focused on their community and maybe not buy so much stuff from Amazon. Right. Maybe not buy well, things I think, that, yeah, that I, aren't a community-driven driven business yeah. to make sure if something like this happens again that we're going to support the folks 
in our small community that keeps our community what we like and what we strive from. Exactly. I think that the shorter we can make this, which is the whole purpose of doing the things we're doing, um, the faster we'll come back. That's right. uh, I was listening to Dave Ramsey talk about, uh, I think in 2008, it took 57 days to get all the way back, which is pretty remarkable. Um, however, the, the longer, the longer <laughs> you know. however, the longer this goes on, it's a lot tougher to come back because the cash dries up, you know, everybody's does. And so, you know, uh, and that brings up, you know, banking. So can we talk a little bit about finance part? Have, have bankers, like you said, you had the medical folks come in and talk. Have you talked to some, uh, some banks and things like that on what they're faced with? I haven't talked to. I mean, I've got several clients that are that are that are bankers, and um, of course, they're they're. Because their worried. phones are ringing off the hook right now. I already know that. I bet they are. I bet they are. I mean, people, you know, are are worried about credit. They're worried about you know how they're going to make payroll. How they're going to you know when whatnot. And usually, your first call, if it's not to your lawyer, is usually to your banker. Yeah. It's the first thing I tell uh, folks. They, it's so funny you say that because yesterday, I was on the phone. Uh, I had four calls. First one was banker. No, first one was attorney, and the last three were bankers, and that was very common. And and they, you know, I hated to even sort of call them because I knew that as a small business owner, they were getting blown up. And sure enough, you know, well, you're not the first one to call and ask that question. We're still figuring it out. We're gonna, you know, it's in their interest to work with you because they don't want to end up with you know shoe stores and clothing stores and ice cream stores when they're a bank. That's right. Well, <laughs> I do I do a, I carry a lot of legislation for our Tennessee Bankers Association because of my history, Bank of Good Looks. Oh, good. We didn't, you know a little we bit didn't, about we, didn't, we didn't get involved in how, you know, my, my family's involvement with the Bank of Goodlettsville and Colin Garrett Funeral Homes and whatnot in Goodlettsville. That's where our family's business is. So I've been around the banking industry for a, for a long, long time. And uh, so I do a lot of legislation uh, for the Bankers Association, for our bankers across the state. And um, and I tell them every time I talk to them that the small the bankers in, in all of our cities are the backbone of the community. There's just oh, no doubt I, about it. I couldn't agree more. There's no, no doubt about it. And so, and, and they're all what what I what they did tell me, and you you've probably heard this too, and you, since you've worked with the banking association a lot, is don't go a wall on them. You know, when I even get a hint of trouble, I'll call them ahead of time and say, look, and and they they want to hear from you. What they don't want is they're trying to reach out to you, and you are nowhere to be found. That's right. Then you start getting into they're not going to want to work. Why would you want to work with somebody that won't even reach out? That's right. You you certainly you make a great point. Even in my law practice, I've represented banks over the years where we've had loans that that are in default and they Mm -hmm. become troubled loans, so to speak. And and nine times out of ten, it'd be the bank officer say they just stopped communicating with me. Yeah. And believe me, they they're they're gonna work with you. That's that's their business. Well, you're in the same boat. They've got a lot. You know, it it is a partnership. If you remember your bankers and. You know, everybody can say what you want. Sometimes they're not as friendly, and there's all these things that are automatic. You know, it's like, boom, one day, and I got this fee. But on the other hand, you know, they are a partner with you. And I think if, you know, I have been very blessed with local banks around here mm-hmm. um, in Sumner County that are exactly that. I call them first. I'm like, I'm up against it. They, they've heard it all. That's they right. Get, they get it. They, they're going to do what they can in their power. To make sure you stay afloat, and so is the federal government. Yeah. I mean, they are they are coming in, and, and uh, in many and, ways, they'll give you advice on where to go if you if they can't help you. The next step that could help you. That's right. I mean, right right now with with the banking industry, I think most importantly is to make sure that we keep the liquidity 
here. There's no reason to go get cash out of the bank. There's no, there is no, absolutely no reason to do that. Yeah. And uh, that's, you know, in a weird thing, timing wise, isn't it good that it happened when things were pretty good? So there's a little bit of cash. Everybody's got some pretty strong assets, you know, and we'll see. How and, and one thing that folks need to remember in Tennessee is that, um, you know, I can't take credit for this because I haven't been down there very long, but um, Tennessee has been designated as the number one fiscal most fiscal responsible, stable state. And there's a purpose behind that. Yeah. There's an intent. Well, you were even telling me that. that you're already planning for a downturn. I mean, that's how right. many people do that? But you, know, you have to be realistic. And that's where you're like, we're not going to have as much cash coming in. Well, guess what? We've got to start knowing what services we're going to be changing when that time comes. The budget that we passed on Thursday night uh, cut a billion dollars from the budget for 2020-2021 in Man. anticipation of what we're about to face. We've got a, a potential three to six week issue. We don't know how long this is going to last. Mm -hmm. That is my guess. It could be longer, yeah. uh, but it's going to have an impact well beyond whenever this stops economically. Because right. the bills aren't going away. They may get delayed, but you're still going to have to pay them. That's right. And, That's right. Uh, but you can pay them when you can. So I, you know, my last thing, we'll get to our last break here in a second, but uh, is, you know, uh, the banks are here to help you. They really are. They're going through what you're going through, by the way. They're a small business, just like any other one. So just stay in um, communication with please, them. Please, <laughs> yeah. If I'm just encouraging, and even as an individual with your own account, just call your banker. That's right. That's what they're there for. They want to help you, and and like you said, there's I put up Sumner County Banks among any of them. They're, they've just been amazing, and they they have to be right now. I mean, they they don't want all this to fall apart. That doesn't help them either. That's right. You know? That's right. So we're talking with Johnny Garrett, and we're really having a, a, an enjoyable conversation. We're covering a lot of ground with COVID-19, uh, and we're going to talk about there's there's other things that were probably going on or uh, when all this happened, and we're going to try to get to some of those in just a minute. And we're going to come back with more Sumner County Spotlight after these messages here on WHIN, brought to you by FNM Bank. FNM Bank presents Sumner County Spotlights. Since 1906, FNM Bank has been serving Middle Tennessee with first-class products and services. Visit them today at 221 Indian Lake Boulevard in Hendersonville or myfmbank.com. Welcome back to our last segment here on Sumner County Spotlight this morning. We're talking with Johnny Garrett, 45th District Representative, State of Tennessee, and also a Goodlettsville resident, attorney, uh, baseball program guy and a, uh, a lot of other things. Uh, we appreciate the time this morning. And uh, Oh, it's been my pleasure. Uh, number one, before we just get off the, the coronavirus thing, uh, people contacting you, contacting people from the state and their representatives, uh, how do they do that? Well, they can email me. It's my, my email is rep.johnny.garrett at capital.tn.gov. That's a lot of dots. Uh, it's, 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 that's an odd <laughs> email, but that's but that's what that or is. Or you can Google him, and I'm you sure can, it'll pop can, right can, up there. You, you, also, you have a dedicated page on the state side of it. Yes, yeah. we do, and uh, and also, of course, if you Google if you Google me and you're locally, you'll be you'll get to my law office. Um, it's jgarrett at bonelaw.com is my email through through there. I I, I hope as uh, a member of this community and also a, a state representative that I'm as as accessible as I possibly can be. Uh, but I do read my emails. I, I may not be able to reply to them because we get a whole bunch. Uh, but but that but I do read them and respond as much as I possibly can. So we want to be as accessible uh, as possible for for this. Yeah. So and we it's can not be like a you're resource. invisible. You might be spending a little more time in downtown Nashville lately, but uh, you are around. 
Well, to, I am. To, yeah, to stop and you, and, and it's a little bit unusual. Know, if you're if you're out, wave yeah. at you or yeah, stay we, six feet away. Or we usually gavel into session in January and don't get done till late April or early May. And of course, we've we've recessed now. So so from now until June first, I won't be spending a whole lot of time in Nashville. Okay, I'll be well. in the district as much as I possibly can until we go back June first to hopefully finish up some of our legislation that we've kind of put on when, pause. When did, the, when did the last one end? The last uh, one. Last session end? Well, last year we would go from January, mid-January, I think we gaveled up in, in May. Okay. So we, we gavel back in, in early in the year each year. This year was about January 15th or so, um, and we were planning on going until probably early May or late April of this year. Until but a week or so ago, yeah. And, yeah, well, that's right. That's right. So, so now we're on pause, on recess, until June 1st. But you are doing conferences and you are calling. I know you That's said right. you guys are staying in constant communication, so it's not like you're not meeting. That's right. We just we're just remotely we're we're mm-hmm. we are we are doing as much as we can to stay abreast of of the situation. We are in constant contact with the governor's office. Uh, he's keeping us up to date. We're keeping him up to date. Mm-hmm. We, we if we have a question that's coming in from our district and we don't know the answer, we try to get from his administration who's the best person to address this and make sure we re- relay that information, that answer to our to our constituents. So we want to be that. Well, it is interesting because a lot of you guys haven't been there that long, and you're you know still getting your feet wet a little bit and. Uh, you know, the governor hasn't been governor that long, and now, boy, he's in the throes of it now. So he needs to know what's where and that's right. And how we, all, to get and to we it. also, in a sense, have to remember too. Um, you know, we were also hit what a week ago. Oh gosh, or so yeah, with I the know. Tornadoes. And, I, I and, feel and terrible. We haven't some, even mentioned that because I, this is a typical news thing. Well, you know, I worry that some of those folks are going to get forgotten, and we don't want to. I, I hope uh, not. There's been a know, lot of response from our private sector. From oh gosh, the, yeah. From the nonprofit sector. I mean, Nashville was hit pretty hard. Of course, the folks in Mount Juliet and Lebanon and, and Putnam County uh, were hit pretty hard, and they're getting doubly hit. They're getting doubly hit with, with this pandemic, and mm-hmm. then also they may not even have a home anymore. So, um, you know. Well, don't forget about those folks. If you're listening, you know, it is easy to get caught up in all of this, but, you know, that's still going on. While the, the streets may be a little cleaner and the lights are on now, it's still a mess. That's right. You know? That's right. But people persevere. Yeah. Uh, and anyway, I hope through prayer, but but whatever avenue they can, that's uh, people persevere. And I think, like I said before, we will get through this. Yep, it's just going to yep. be going to be tough. Exactly we're going right. to get through it. Well, let's talk about you know sort of what was going on before you know pre tornado and pre coronavirus. Um, clearly, the state had plans and things that they're working on that may be on pause right now, and that's okay. But kind of what was on the plans for twenty twenty. One of the major goals, I think, from the administration, the governor's administration, was criminal justice reform. Um, I, I'm a lawyer, and, and I do serve. I'm vice chair of, uh, or was the vice chair of the Judiciary Committee until I became the majority Republican whip um, a couple of weeks ago. And so uh, that's code word for salesperson. He's got to convince everybody. <laughs> right. <laughs> He's out there working the phones. And, yeah. yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. I whip the votes, and then I'm I'm, I'm in charge of our campaign committee. Well, that's cool that you got in that position pretty quickly yeah that was pretty first freshman legislature to ever have that leadership role and i'm proud of that you know that say what you want to say but you got to be likable that's right to have that position you just do (laughs) because nobody's going to let you in their office you know i've really gotten to know a lot of my colleagues down there and um and i've enjoyed that that's part of why i ran is that i get to meet more people like you i mean we met today and we're having a great conversation and i I love doing that and so i love that role but 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 the governor's uh, which I agree with, you know, we don't need to keep people in jail. And, and especially when they either, 
you know, make parole or, or have served their time um, for the crimes they've committed, they need to be able to re-enter to our society to then be a citizen that we would want them to be, get a job, pay taxes, have a family, et cetera, et cetera. And so there are so many barriers to that when someone gets out of just getting a driver's license mm -hmm. or just knowing what to do to get your yeah. social security card if they don't have one. There's nothing that provides them even any guidance to re-enter the community. It's easy to re-enter, right. And so uh, he's, he's got some, we've got some criminal justice reform that, that we're trying to help out our folks when they enter back in society. Because the last thing we want, our recidivism rate is so high, which means you go back to jail. You go commit a crime that puts you right well, back yeah, in Well, yeah, and I don't even know how deep we want to get into that. But, I mean, there's you know major concerns about criminal justice that we all have. That's and, right. Know, well, he's been arrested 47 times for this. I mean, how is that even possible? That's right. Unless something is seriously screwed up. That's right. That's you right. Know, is anybody ever going to get their arms around that? That's that's what we're attempting to do, is, is make it easier for folks to reenter, to have resources there available to them, to have jobs that people might be able to provide them. A lot of times people don't want to hire someone that's mm -hmm. got a criminal record. Uh, and sometimes they can be your best employees. I mean, yeah. it's just it's just the unknown. Yeah. And so we're trying to provide resources for those folks that can re-enter our society because it's a lot better to have someone, you know, making some money, paying some some taxes, uh, rather than being in jail because our our jail systems are overcrowded and it's ridiculously and expensive. That includes Sumner County. That's right. Now we're at capacity <clears throat> for the county for the county jail, um, and so the, that's one major uh, issue from the from the governor's perspective. And uh, so there's many out there that I think will hopefully return in June 1 and be able to tackle uh, and be able to just make Tennesseans' lives a little bit better. Right. Well, even when you do come back uh, to session, there's going to be a little unwinding of all of this as well. I mean, I'm sure that's going to chew up some of your time because we don't know. Hopefully, by that time, we'll have an idea. When we talk about where this so. is going to go, maybe we'll be able to say that by then mm -hmm. in a month's time. That's what I've told my folks over, you know, Gillisville baseball. We we are suspended, I think, until March 30th. And I said we're going we're going get back about the 25th, 26th, which is, you know, coming up a few days. And we'll see and, we're fig and we'll figure out where we are. Yeah, and, do we want to see keep get together yet, or do we want to push push it back? A couple and I more think weeks that or? that I'd rather do it that way than I I do see people making decisions for July, August, September already. I'm like, well, that might be a little. You may have to undo that. Right, right. <laughs> you know, I, I, maybe it, I think a more sort of reasoned approach over, you know, two-week, one-month periods rather than if you're going to change your business for an entire year based on this, that might be a little panicky. That's right. I think uh, it's a day-by-day -day thing. I mean, it's and, that, and I think that's even more part of the anxiety that this is that this is creating is that it's the unknown. And I think once we breathe in a little bit, and uh, and calm when the calmer waters approach, we're going to have an idea where this is going to take us, and I think we're going. I think we're going to see that quicker than people probably. Anticipate. I hope so. And, I hope and so too. Maybe it'll be quicker because of what steps we're taking. That's right. So uh, one more time before we bail out here, uh, I wanted to kind of go over um, if somebody wants to. Let, let's just talk about testing centers one more time because there is there are more that are going to open. There are some open now. Where do they go to find that out? And remember, please don't get tested unless you have symptoms of uh, of the coronavirus. That's right. Which I include, mean, you know, respiratory, breathe, you know, tightness, chest, and headache, and uh, fever. Obviously, is one of the big ones. That's right. I think that if if you go to 
www.tn.gov backslash health. That is our, that's our health department, the Tennessee Department of Health's website. They're going to have the list of locations on there, I'm sure. They're going to have you, – you would. there's more information on that page than, than you would ever want to know about uh, the coronavirus and COVID-19. And, I, you know, um, I think I did glance at that a day or two ago, um, and there were a bunch of places already. I mean, so there's no lack of places. It's just which one is convenient for you. And, and again, uh, don't do a test – if you're if you feel fine right and and regarding your your question about the the, the testings here here from the website uh, there's already um, a list that's on this website there's about 15 counties already Sumner County is one of them that's going to have these 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 stations where you can get tested and they're going to be added daily yeah so they yeah. they are adding more and more places where you can be assessed um, uh, in these in these assessment sites uh, across the state. So, like, you know, I, I mean, Blunt, Carter, Claiborne, Davidson, Green, Hamilton, Hawkins, Maury, Montgomery, Roan, Shelby, Sullivan, Sumner, Unicoi Union, Washington, Williamson, and Wilson already have places that are, that are um, uh, utilizing the testing. So, um, the, and then, and again, more sites are going to be added daily. Mm-hmm. And so if you go and to you that know, website. That potential, the potential good news we heard last night or yesterday, uh, I should say, Thursday from the president was that, you know, some of the uh, some of these existing drugs used for malaria and other things may actually have a little impact on this. So we'll see. But like you said, this will pass um, and good things will come out of it. That's probably really hard to see right now. But I want to thank you for taking the time to come in. Um, we talked about maybe doing it on the phone. Wasn't sure. <laughs> want to make sure That's you're right. comfortable. Oh, no, no. We're, I'm, <clears throat> I'm here. Uh, it's it's. Uh, uh, it's, it's an honor to be here. It's an honor to, and privilege to serve the 45th district, uh, in the house. And, uh, and I, and I love it. I say to folks, uh, every day that when I walk into that chamber, I've got about 60 to 65,000 people, uh, yeah. on my shoulders. You know, and it's an honor it's, to it's, do it's that. It's an incredible How, how can you not feel patriotic doing that? I mean, it, I just, it, know. that's when I would, I couldn't do it anymore if I didn't. Yeah. If you don't feel like there's, you don't get butterflies in your stomach. You don't have that feeling. Uh, of of just uh, just a fantastic feeling walking a in difference. there. You, you need to do something else, yeah. and uh, and and I, I'm hopefully nowhere near. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, That's you know, <laughs> you did say uh, maybe we should end the program with the thing you were saying at the beginning, and that you you don't know a lot of things, but you do know your government is working for you right now. And, That's right. And that does give people some comfort. There, I mean, we you know all of us interact with our government. And, and of course it's my position. I, we want that interaction to be as limited as possible. Um, but, but your government right now is doing its best job and they're doing a great job, uh, in addressing the issues regarding, uh, what, what a lot of people will say can be the unknown. And, uh, and we're, they're doing a really good job to make sure information's out there. Uh, and again, I would just social distance yourself, make sure you wash your hands, uh, and, and stay away from folks that are feeling sick. And of course, if you're feeling sick, stay home. Yep, and um, cough into your elbow. That's right. You got to cough right. or turn your head and just put put your uh, mouth in your elbow. And I, and, and I hope three months from now we won't even know what the word corona means. Yeah, you and me both. <clears throat> but we will obviously on Sumner County Spotlight be talking about this probably over the next few weeks, having different guests on. And, uh, Johnny, we appreciate you taking the time. Glad to do it. Thank you very much. Johnny Garrett, the 45th District Representative for the state of Tennessee, also an attorney here in Sumner County, and uh, more, most importantly, the baseball guy. In Goodlessville. So um, that's our show for this week. We're going to come back uh, next Sunday morning at 10 a.m. as we do every week. We appreciate the sponsorship of FNM Bank at 221 Indian Lake Boulevard and also at myfmbank.com. 
for sponsoring our program. And uh, everybody be safe. Uh, stay away from other folks for a week. And let's see if we can get past this uh, sooner rather than later. We'll talk to you next Sunday morning here on Sumner County Spotlight on WHIN. Sumner County Spotlight has been brought to you exclusively by FNM Bank, 221 Indian Lake Boulevard in Hendersonville. Whether you need personal banking, banking for your business, or even home mortgages, FNM Bank can provide you with excellent service right here in Sumner County. Visit them today at myfmbank.com. Sumner County Spotlight will return next Sunday at 10 a.m. Thanks for listening.